Hello and welcome to another edition of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about the OKC Thunder uh, off to their two and four start, uh, kind of what I've seen from them and what I'm hoping for them moving forward. I'm going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks uh, leading the league right now at a seven and zero start, playing sensational basketball on both sides of the ball, getting a big win over Toronto without Giannis. And then I'm also going to talk about the Blazers, who are uh, 5-2 and two right now, and uh, kind of the surprise that I've seen with them uh, this season. So let's get right into it. Going to start with the uh, OKC Thunder. You know, get off to that 0-4 start. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook misses a couple games to start the season. Uh, you know, he's kind of just getting back into the groove. But obviously some troubles that OKC's had. Uh, you know, they win the next... Two games, you know, they get a big win over the Clippers when it looked like, uh, you know, they weren't going to be able to come back in that game. Uh, you know, after giving up that big lead against Boston, you know, it was looking pretty dismal for them. So it's nice to see them get that win over the Clippers. But I'm going to focus on the, the Celtics game, and then I'm going to talk about the Clippers game and uh, kind of the differences I saw between each game. Uh, you know, OKC looks good. They hold Boston to 35 points at halftime. You know, they're playing well, they're defending the Celtics well. The Celtics aren't hitting shots. Ultimately, the Celtics get hot. You know, Al Horford has those big back-to-back-to-back triples. You know, they start getting hot. Uh, OKC just has no answer for it. Uh, you know, they're up 94-85 with four minutes left, you know. And then they give up a 16-1 run to the Boston Celtics, you know, scoring one point in four minutes. Uh, you know, and just watching those last four minutes, it was Russell Westbrook pull-up after pull-up, you know. They're down three with 22 seconds left. He pulls up for three with, you know, within two seconds of the shot clock. Uh, You know, you saw the same from Paul George. Their only point that they actually scored was when they got it inside to Steven Adams. Other than that, they just settled for threes and pull-ups. And, you know, that's not going to win you games. You know, nine-point lead with four minutes left. Slow the ball down. Get to the free-throw line. Get the ball inside. Uh, You know, rely on your defense, which is you know, they're bread and butter. They're a very good defensive team. Uh, you know, offensively, they do struggle. Not a lot of scoring outside of Westbrook and uh, Paul George. And, uh, and obviously not a lot of shooting, which is why they went with the Brinas in the, in the fourth quarter, you know, which was great. Um, but I like to see Schroeder close those games out. You know, Brinas did hit those big shots, but I think, you know, you're up nine with four minutes left. You've got to get good shots every time down the floor. You need to get the ball down low. You need to get the free throw line. And you need to get the hoop. You know, Schroeder is their third best playmaker after Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And I think he has to be on the floor to close out the games. You know, I know he's not much of a shooter, but this has to be their identity. You know, they can't put, they're not going to be able to put shooters on the floor to compete with teams so that they can't give into other teams' style. They have to play their style of basketball, which is pound the ball inside and play good defense. You know, I'd like to see Schroeder bring up the ball more up the floor and have Westbrook, you know, post up or get in the high post which I think will benefit them a lot better than just, you know, having Nabrinas on the floor, who obviously got blown by by Kyrie on that one possession. Obviously, Kyrie's going to do that to, to, to almost anyone, but, you know, I just think having Schroeder out there, you have another playmaker, another guy who can get to the hole with that nine-point lead, get the ball inside, you know, rely on their defense, which is excellent, you know. we got a lot of length defensively with guys like Jeremy Grant, uh, guys like Nerlens Noel, who's an excellent room defender. they got to find more minutes for Nerlens Noel. And, you know, they got to rely on Steven Adams more. Uh, you know, in, in the game against the Clippers, what I noticed, you know, a lot more was 
18 and 10 for Steedham Adams. He's got to almost touch the ball every time down the floor. Get him a post-up look, you know. He's a good passer. He's a willing passer. And just cut off of him, you know. They're, they're very stagnant with Paul George and Russell Westbrook looking to create. But I'd like to see them run the offense a little bit more through Steven Adams. Get him that low post look. You know, he's very hard to guard down low. He's extremely strong. You know, we saw it last year with Golden State when, when Adams went against them. They had no answer for him. Get the ball to Adams. Get him low. Get guys to move off of him. Move off and cut. You'll get layups. You know, look to, I like to see a lot more posting up of Paul George, a lot more posting up of Russell Westbrook, which I why, why I think uh, Schroeder is more necessary to close out those games. You know, they got to rely on their athleticism and their defense and getting the ball inside instead of just trying to jack threes because that's not going to work for them. They have to try to hold teams, um, you know, to lower scoring games. And they did a good job against the Clippers in the second half. Um, you know, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, you know, they're just kind of starting to get back together, back in the swing of things. They need to be more consistent, obviously, uh, or else I do think this Oklahoma City team is in trouble. You know, only two and four season just started, but, you know, they're, they they might be a bubble playoff team. You know, I, lo- I know a lot of people really liked them this year to go far, but after watching them play, you know, they just, they don't have a lot of shooting. Russell Westbrook's trying to do too much, and I think they might struggle, and I can see them even missing out on an eight seed to a team like Portland, uh, who's just more cohesive as a, as a unit and has better shooters. But, you know, they got to find their bread and butter through their defense and they're pounding the ball inside. I think that's the only way that they're going to be able to win games this year. And, uh, you know, that's what I'd like to see more from them going forward. Now talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, they're 7-0. and uh, You know, a lot of games came at home. A lot of those wins came at home. But they're playing very, very interesting, good basketball. Uh, you know, this is not the same team, Bucks team, as last year with Jason Kidd. You know, Mike Budenholzer, just right there, huge upgrade, just the style of play now. He's unlocked Giannis. Uh, you know, their, their guys are all playing very well together. Just bringing in that coach, you know, has, has really helped them this year. Uh, you know, they bring in... You know, they dropped Yuzin Chenzo, a good guy off the bench. He's averaging eight points a game. Very athletic, very com- tough competitor. We saw what he could do for Villanova last year. And a guy like Ersan Ilyasova, who was their leading scorer against the Raptors with 19 points, you know, the 10 rebounds. He's averaging nine points a game. All of a sudden, Milwaukee has a bench and they have a coach. Uh, two things that really hurt them last year, you know, in the, in the series against Boston. You know, the Boston team that was one win away from... from uh, Going to the finals, this Milwaukee team really pushed them. Uh, you know, a lot more than the and than the Sixers did. That's for sure. Um, and this Bucks team just got, they did get a whole lot better. You know, their bench is better. Uh, you know, now they have a guy like Brook Lopez, who's an ex. You know, I was kind of sad to see him go for the Lakers. I thought he would, he would be a good fit for the Lakers this year. Now they have a guy like Brook Lopez. You know, he's averaging twelve points a game. He can space the floor. Obviously, you know, not a, a great defender, but he's got good length. Uh, he can space the floor for Giannis, shoot the ball when they go with Giannis at the floor, you know, at the four. Uh, and it's nice to see that, um, you know, this team defensively and offensively, they're just absolutely outstanding. They're pushing the ball and, you know, it's either a three-pointer or they're getting to the rim. They're not settling for mid-range. Giannis is doing a great job of that. And he hasn't even been, you know, sensational. He's only averaging 25 points a game. I know, I know he has the 14 rebounds. But it's been them as a collective unit. You know, they have all five of their starters scoring a double, double figures. You know, Chris Middleton averaging 
20 points a game. He's going to be an all-star this year. You know, now you have an MVP and you have an all-star on your team, an MVP caliber player with Giannis, and you have an all-star caliber player with Chris Middleton. You got some great role players in Bledsoe, Brogdon, Brooke Lopez. You know, all of a sudden you've got a really nice starting lineup with debatably the best player in the East. You know, I, I, I still would go with Kawhi, but, you know, definitely a top two player in the East. Uh, you know, especially with their coach now in this bench, this team is going to be very good. Uh, you know, they're finally figuring it out defensively. They have good length. They have, you know, even Bledsoe, he's a pit bull on the defensive end. DiVincenzo coming off the bench. You know, you have guys like John Henson, John Henson deep in your bench and Thon Maker, both very athletic, long guys that can block shots. This team is very exciting to watch, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing them going forward. Uh, I think they will be a top three seed, uh, you know, and they're going to be a problem for any team in the playoffs this year, you know. Um, just, to, you know, if Giannis can play like a superstar and like the best player in the league, uh, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised to see this team go to the finals. Uh, you know, I, I have picked the Raptors to be in the finals, but this Bucks team is playing sensational basketball, and, you know, they're only going to get better as the season progresses and they get more used to Budenholzer's system. You know, when Giannis comes back, you know, he had that concussion. They missed the game against the Raptors. They still won, you know. I was a little surprised. Obviously, Toronto didn't have Kawhi. They were playing in Milwaukee. But I just thought the depth of Toronto would just be way too much for the depth of Milwaukee, which, you know, wasn't the case, you know. And I thought, you know, Chris Middleton, now that Giannis is out for this game, he's going to be the guy that goes out and puts up 30. He only put up 14 points. So it was a big team effort from lots of different guys. And now they have the depth, you know, now they have the coach and they have the superstar. This team is going to be a very tough out, and I'm very excited to see what this team is able to accomplish moving forward. I think their next game is against Boston on Thursday. Uh, I'm very excited to watch that game and see how, how they do against a Boston team who's really starting to discover themselves. And it looks like Kyrie's uh, finding his groove again. And the final team I want to talk about today Portland Trailblazers, uh, you know, 5-2 and two to start the season. Um, you know, this was a team, I picked them 10th in the Western Conference. I think a lot of teams kind of, a lot of people had them as a team that was going to miss out on the playoffs due to, you know, the arrival of LeBron uh, to the Lakers and uh, people thinking that the Nuggets are going to be a playoff team. People think that the Pelicans are going to get better, the Jazz are going to get better. This was a team that kind of got lost at the wayside. Uh, you know it's still very early, but um, it's 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 uh they've been playing some good basketball. You know they're five and two. They come in and you know while teams have to adjust, you know LeBron has to adjust to L.A. The Spurs have DeRozan coming in. You know lots of teams are mixing in new pieces. The Trailblazers pretty much have the exact same squad as last year. Uh, you know pretty much the exact same starting lineup except they move in Layman for uh, um, Mo Harkless. Uh, but you know Layman was on the team last year. You know, another year of Nurk, another year of Dame and CJ. They have that consistency. They're familiar with each other. And, you know, I like the additions of Stauskas and Curry. Uh, you know, two guys the Lakers probably should have tried to go after. Really good bench guys. Uh, guys that can come into the modern NBA and score. You know, we saw what uh, Stauskas did against the Lakers in the first game of the season. They've amped their bench. Uh, you know, and now a guy like Zach Collins, who I absolutely love, you know, 11 points a game, five rebounds. He's averaging two blocks. Watching him play, he's very good in the low post. He has a really nice turnaround, really nice floater. He's just very solid. Uh, obviously, he's not fully grown into his body. He's only 20 years old. 
And, you know, I know everyone talks about Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, guys like that, rightfully so. But, you know, this guy's only 20 years old. He's going to figure it out, and he's going to be a very, very good player moving forward. Uh, you know, he's got excellent spatial awareness on defense. He's very efficient. He can shoot the three. Uh, you know, shooting very good from the free throw line. I think he's shooting like 88% or something from the free throw line. He's a guy I'm very excited about coming off this bench. Uh, they've, you know, reamped their bench. They got some young talent. Dame and CJ are still there. You know, Dame's on, an, on another mission this year, like he always is. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Blazers team so far. It will be interesting to see what happens because, you know, teams will start to figure it out. Obviously, the Lakers are 2-5. and five. You know, OKC is 2-4. and four. The Rockets are 1-5. and five. You know, will this stuff last? Um, that's That remains to be seen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when teams do start to figure it out, just because Portland does have that advantage in that factor. But if they can keep winning games and stay competitive, uh, I would not be surprised to see this team beat out a team like OKC to make the playoffs. Um, you know, really excited to see the growth of Zach Collins this season. So... We'll see what happens with the uh, Blazers when teams do start to figure it out. But for right now, they're uh, they're playing some very good basketball. All right, so that was the podcast today. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Evan Woodson. You can find me on Instagram at NBA Talk Forty Nine. Uh, feel free to message me, uh, and if you want to hear any stuff about the show, upcoming shows, anything like that, just feel free to message me. Thank you. Bye bye.